Hello, if blockchain is a distributed immutable ledger, then it should be a great place to store information which we need to know is authentic. For instance, someone's professional credentials or academic qualifications. Well, that's an application that my guest this week is creating. So I'm very pleased to welcome Dr. Mohammed Al-Hameri, who is head of the Technology Transfer Office at the University of Sharjah. Dr. Al-Hameri, thank you very much for doing CoinGeek Conversations. Thank you, Charles, for having me. I'm very pleased, you know, to be with uh, with you today. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Let's start by talking about the the need for this, because perhaps most people may not have really thought about it. But um, I think you believe that there is a real problem with the authentication of these kind of academic qualifications or uh, professional credentials. Yeah, true. Actually, in the academic credential charts and the transcript are very important and crucial documents for everyone. Uh, it's important for, uh, uh, for the student, for the faculty member, employees, and even the employer, and uh, even the uh, institute who are issuing the certificate. These credentials uh, have a lifetime value and important as a proof of qualification, experience, and also the, sometimes it works as a license to practice for a certain profession. In your press release about this, I was very surprised to read about the the, the extent of the problem here, because you've uh, you've said that in the United States alone, there are around 2 million fake degrees or certificates in actual use, and more than 300 unauthorized universities in operation. Um, I think that'll be news to quite a lot of people. Uh, 270 fake institutions in the UK, and that the cost of this I don't quite know how this would be estimated, is uh, supposed to be $600 billion a year. I mean, this is, if, that, if any of that is uh, accurate or even nearly accurate, it's, this well, is a very uh, big problem. Yeah, this is exactly uh, very uh, surprising and, uh, uh, you know, un- unfortunate news, actually. And this is was published in an academic paper uh, more than five years ago and even 10 years ago. And I think now the figures are even worse. So it's a huge and global uh, problem, I, I, I must agree. So for that reason, uh, we, we think and we see that blockchain technology uh, has uh, a potential to solve this problem. And it's, uh, it has some uh, in what we call inherited features that can be deployed to solve uh, such a problem. Let's talk a bit, a bit about your specific project, because... Um, I saw that it starts with a proof of concept, and then you're going to go on to um, establishing a, a joint venture to commercialize the research uh, by launching a startup. What stage have you reached w- with it now? The project we are working uh, uh, and with BSV has a multi-phases, and we, we, we start by collecting the data and also designing the business uh, uh, logic for the platform that we're going to use to uh, authenticate and validate uh, fake uh, 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 academic credentials. And then we will gonna to launch the, uh, a beta version of this uh, application. And after uh, we, we have a successful uh, 
feedback uh, and uh, improvement from the customers. We're going to have a, a joint venture with BSV to uh, provide the service for the community. We're starting with uh, and focusing on UAE as a case study. And then in the second phase and the later stage, we're going to extend it to the, to the whole world. And we will welcome any institute and universities to, to be partner and participate into this uh, platform, open source, and also they can join for free. It sounds amazing, but let's perhaps look at it from the point of view of the institution who is issuing the uh, the credentials or the qualifications. If I'm uh, running this part of the university, what will be different about how I will issue qualifications to students who've graduated or whatever? First of all, uh, uh, any institute can run their own node onto the uh, onto the network or on the, the platform. So they will have like the, the permission only about the data they are participating, but they are going to use the platform as a basic uh, infrastructure to uh, and service uh, 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 providing layer. And uh, and then of course there are so many uh, benefits of using. The platform, for all, it's open source. Uh, it's open to the community to, co- to contribute uh, into uh, and improve the system. Also, it's built on BSV uh, blockchain, which is has uh, many many features and advantages than any other com- uh, blockchains uh, available in the market. It, it, it is very uh, it is scalable. It has very low uh, transaction fees, and also BSV at, uh, itself and BSV Association are supporting this. Uh, uh, project to be like open for the whole world and also uh, serving as much we can of the academic um, uh, community. If I am an employer, say, and I want to, if somebody comes along applying for a job and they've got a certificate that they say is authentic, it's on this system, it's on the blockchain, how will I know that it's been put there by the university in question or that the university in question is a proper university rather than one of these fake ones. I mean, it seems to me that the authority of the system itself depends on the authenticity of the material being put onto it. And I wonder how uh, a user can be sure of that. Yeah, first of all, we, we have uh, an, an academic institute who are issuing this certificate uh, will join the, the platform and then they will be verified uh, 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 at the beginning and they will gonna issue a private and, and, and public key to, uh, uh, to participate and communicate with, with, with the platform. And once they, there is any student who are graduating from this institute, he will also have his own private key. And based on his approval uh, uh, to provide you know, his permission, to the institute to verify his uh, uh, certificate on the on the on the network, then uh, the, uh, the system uh, got uh, validate his certificate once in a lifetime, and uh, uh, and that's it. Once it's be there, it's uh, it's immutable. It is, cannot be changed. It cannot be um, uh, uh, manipulated. It has the trust by the community and who are uh, joining the network. Uh, that this is a valid certificate issued by this uh, specific institute. How difficult is this going to be in, uh, in, in, in technical terms, would you say? Or is it, more, is it more of a challenge in terms of working out the sort of social side of it as to the authority of people to use it and so on? There are um, 
many challenges uh, we can say uh, uh, into this uh, thing. First of all, is like uh, in inviting people to join the system. This will probably uh, it is a uh, it's a, it's fairly new technology as well, and uh, um, uh, people they don't have the knowledge and uh, awareness about it. So, the, so we'll need a marketing campaign. <laughs> Well, that's true. Marketing campaign for the, the platform and as well as for awareness about the technology as well. Uh, what are the features? What are advantages of using the blockchain and being, uh, you know, having their certificates uh, verified into the blockchain as well, uh, as, well as the employer as, as well, who uh, they should know about this kind of technology and facility to uh, validate certificates for those who are joining the, uh, the, their firm. Um, they don't need to hire people in, a, a, you know, uh, in HR department to do this old background check and uh, due diligence about this uh, certificate or also uh, um, experience, uh, history and, and uh, uh, previous job, etc. All these can be done in a, in a blockchain uh, and verified once in a time, and and then that's it. You don't need to do all of these efforts again. So you just need to interview the person. You don't need to do the background check. You already done that. It is on the blockchain, and you just maybe do, uh, uh, you know, hire him right away. I think the good thing about it is that it doesn't need everybody to use the system right uh, away in order for it to be useful. Even if only to start with one percent of people are using it, um, it can grow from that, can't it? Well, uh, th this is the, uh, probably uh, what happens when in every technology comes. Uh, there are like minority of people who start using it or maybe believing in, in its capabilities and then it will grow uh, by time. But I think it will be in, in a, a three to four years, uh, it will be a, a widely used and adopted by uh, nearly every institute in the world. Well, just to broaden the conversation out a bit, I see that you have been involved in the technology transfer. I mentioned that you are head of the technology transfer office at the University of Sharjah. And I'm, this seems like a rather classic case of technology being brought out into the world and with a commercial use. I mean, is this typical of the projects that you've been involved with? And I'm wondering how your um, advice and involvement in this is uh, informed by previous experiences with, with other technologies? Well, uh, basically, um, uh, besides being in the uh, technology transfer office, I am basically um, uh, uh, researchers in the software engineering field. And uh, blockchain is, from the beginning, was one of like my most interest area to be uh, to focus on. So in the technology transfer uh, office, mainly we, we help the researchers, the students, and everybody who has a, a great ideas to um, uh, transfer it from just an idea into uh, an invention or to the product, help them to protect their intellectual property rights and file patents uh, uh, if needed, it's applicable, and also to help them to uh, commercialize these technologies to monetize their uh, intellectual assets. So is there, a, is there a small team at the university working on this or how, how is the project organized? Uh, well, uh, in the University of Sharjah, we have uh, uh, what is called research group, and e uh, each research group has a research focus and research interest. So we have a res uh, multiple research groups who are focusing on blockchain research and cryptography. So, uh, and we also have a, a blockchain research center as well. 
for this project specifically, we have hired uh, an expert uh, uh, researchers and developers who will help into developing on, the, on this system besides our uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, researchers in, uh, in the university and also the graduate and undergraduate students who are uh, involved in this uh, research project. I see also that your involvement with the, the wider world of Bitcoin SV um, is, is going to be sort of growing because you uh, last month you became a member of the Blockchain Global Advisory Council at the BSV Bitcoin Association. What what will that involve for you? Well, uh, that is like an honorary uh, position uh, in the in the uh, blockchain uh, association, and as you know, it is a non-profit association which is mainly focusing on um, uh, helping humanity and also um, showcase the, the blockchain uh, to the to the world and what can it can it can be done, and also the capability of this emerging t- technology. So. And this uh, uh, advisory board probably we're going to um, give our vision about the future of blockchain and also use case that can be employed for and also give like any maybe technical advice or in technology trend to the uh, executive team in the association to work on and focus on in the in the future. Well, there's an awful lot going on in this area in Dubai, it seems. And I was also interested to see about this uh, other project that I think you're involved with, building smart cities and communities. Something to do with, uh, I got a quote here, I'm not sure it's from you. It's going to make Dubai the, uh, 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 the happiest city in the world, apparently. Yes, uh, well, indeed, Dubai already is uh, uh, the happiest city in the world. Oh, uh, right. uh, cool. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. If you, if you did not uh, visit, I think I advise you to visit and you will see by your eyes the smart project, uh, smart city project, is uh, like um, uh, one of the initiatives by by the government and uh, Dubai uh, uh, specifically, and it's gonna to employ the latest technologies uh, like uh, uh, IoT, uh, Internet of Things, uh, artificial intelligence, uh, the blockchain, and uh, also uh, 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 the autonomous cars, driveless cars, and all these kind of technologies will be uh, employed. Now we have um, a new uh, technology uh, called the metaverse that can be used as a new user experience for shopping, for um, uh, going out into a, a virtual reality uh, ecosystem or, or, or environment. And they can meet people uh, with more interactive environment than just a video conference call as we, we have uh, just now. Dubai has a, a many uh, initiative uh, in, 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 in this regard. And there is also the uh, initiative for having uh, metaverse museums in the virtual reality, art galleries, uh, shopping malls, uh, etc. I saw that you were involved in a project called AquaChain, um, which is a, a sort of metaverse for property sales, I think. Yes. Uh, well, uh, yeah, this is a, a new uh, a project uh, launched in Saudi Arabia and UAE uh, by very passionate uh, and innovative uh, young uh, uh, entrepreneurs. And this is pro- uh, mainly uh, trying to employ the blockchain onto the real estate uh, uh, industry, fractionizing the properties into, uh, into uh, tokens. And then uh, uh, any uh, investors, individuals, no matter how much he has, he can have some kind or share in a property 
using this um, uh, real estate tokenization business model, which is something really new, was not uh, uh, you know, uh, available or existing before. As you know, if you want to buy or invest in any real, real estate, you need at least to have one unit, one apartment, one villa, one house, or one maybe uh, industrial uh, warehouse. But you cannot share with many people, especially if you don't know them. Maybe in the family member, yes, or maybe with your uh, uh, parents or with your wife, for example, but you cannot share with owners that you don't know. Now with the blockchain and the uh, smart uh, contract, we can divide these uh, uh, property into multiple uh, number of uh, uh, shares or fractions, and then everyone can participate and uh, uh, you know, have ownership in, into uh, a small fraction of this property, and then he would get yield and revenues based on his proportional uh, uh, participation. It's a little bit like buying shares in a company where you can just buy a tiny fraction of the company, I suppose. But I don't quite understand why the metaverse needs to be part of it. Well, the metaverse is, uh, as I said, it's very um, emerging technology now, and it's uh, like fashionate. Every uh, one now is building uh, their um, uh, world or uh, their property in the metaverse. Uh, let's think it, about it in, uh, by example. Uh, Adidas and Nike and uh, Facebook and many uh, big giant companies and brands have already purchased their land in the virtual world or in the metaverse. And now, for example, um, for example, the uh, Nike or Adidas now they want to offer a virtual uh, hub or a, a point of sale for those who want to, for example to uh, try the outfit uh, without going physically to the, the shop and try and test and see the color and, uh, uh, and, and the size and all of these, for example, fabric and material. And then you can uh, get uh, voting, for example, from your kids, uh, which one is most, uh, most suitable for me. So it's, it's completely new uh, user experience that the world is experiencing uh, in the, uh, now and also in the new future. Well, there was a a big interest in VR, um, uh, maybe two or three years ago, and it slightly faded away, I think, because people just, there's a limited appetite for wearing those headsets. Do you think that problem is going to be overcome? Because all these metaverse things will require some sort of, uh, some kind of technology around your eyes, I think, which which some people don't want, really. Well, um, yes, um if you remember uh, uh, the first model of the smart uh, uh, glasses or what's called Google Glass, Google was, Glass uh, was, was awful. It was so big with the wires and uh, it, it was, uh, you know, completely not practical to use. But by, you know, by time and by, uh, 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 you know, research and development, it's got improved to be a simple, you know, uh, glasses that you cannot even identify it is is the smart uh, glass and so on. So the metaverse technology and also the devices that can, you know, uh, enable this technology for the users are still in the beginning. At the moment, it's quite annoying if you're trying to have a conversation with somebody and they're looking at their phone in, in, uh, and doing some texting or something while, while there's supposed to be a conversation. In the future, if they've got something on their eyes, you won't even know whether they're actually paying attention or watching something else going on in the metaverse. I think that could be a new social problem. 
like other things that concern me as a, as academic and um, uh, as a professor in university, uh, that maybe a student in the future will, will wear glasses where it can show them to them the text of the book or maybe the idle questions that they, you know, uh, they need to answer and they can, you know, easily cheat in the exam and you cannot even know. But I don't think in the future we, we will examine the student's memory about any information or um, uh, knowledge because it's available in, in, uh, and affordable very easily using the, you know, uh, any mobile, uh, uh, mobile uh, device or any search engine that can provide you with accurate and comprehensive information about anything you need. Show you how to do things in, in very easy and in, in a fraction of a second. And this is like uh, really uh, in, in new uh, things that wasn't available in the past. Exactly. Well, it's going to be very exciting, a new world in which uh, students will be examined differently. And as we were talking about earlier, will be able to authenticate their qualifications differently as well. Thank you so much for your uh, conversation today, Dr. Thank you, Charles, for, for having me today. And I was very glad to meet you and talk to you about uh, the uh, innovation of the future and also uh, uh, BSV support to the uh, blockchain and uh, technology. Thanks very much to Dr. Mohammed Alhameri. Well, next week you can see the first of the recordings I made at the BSV Global Blockchain Convention in Dubai. My first guest, Sumi Aryan, has founded a Web3 education business and describes herself as a tech philosopher. She also used to be a singer in a Scottish death metal band, so there was plenty to talk about. Please join us for that on the next CoinGeek Conversations. Until then, from me, Charles Miller, thanks for listening and goodbye.